And now, great moments in presidential history. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The Democrats have to now decide whether they will continue defrauding the public with ridiculous bullshit. I believe that together we can make America great again. I kind of feel like I've heard that one somewhere before. Well, we definitely played it before, but it's so worth oh, playing it so again good. again. <laughs> heard that before. Never heard a show like this before. No. Tell you that right now. Name of the program's called Everybody Calm Down. I am the host, Jimmy Fallon. Joined, as always, by producer Sean Barry. Yo. Doesn't get paid in Mictors. But but records as if he does. I, I admire this. It's a Monday morning at <laughs> 7 in the morning. Is everything okay? Everything's great, Jimmy. You hear that rocks glass? That is not a prop. This is not a radio play. That is a single barrel Kentucky straight rye oh. Mictors whiskey. Is it ever? The best product in the world from the best people in the world. In fact, the manifesto for this apolitical show. This is almost a political self-help show. Mm. And that we're trying to take people back a few notches. And we're encouraging people not to be Republicans or Democrats, uh, just not to be a-holes. Just be cool, right. as they say in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, be cool. It's all we're trying to do. Is It's an audio-safe space <laughs> where you can come here and hang out with people from all political persuasions and be reminded that, uh, you know, what unites us is so much greater than what divides us. It's an original line. I wrote uh. myself, I swear. Uh, Charles McBee is on the show today. He is a star of the Fox show Punchlines. He is a, a great friend of, of the Fela's and of the Barry's. Uh, headlines all over the country. He just got back from Italy. Right. And he went to real Rome. He didn't do like a Jimmy Fela go to Rome, New York, like I did with Jenny. She's like, Rome, I can't believe you love me that much. I'm like, well, get in the car. She's like, the car? Yeah. I thought we were flying. No, Charles McBee went big budget, big willy, yeah. all the way over to Rome. So we'll find out about that, and oh. we will talk about some of the goings-on in the McBee Entertainment Empire. He's also a writer at Viacom and works on MTV shows and VH1 shows. And the sun never sets on the Charles McBee Empire. Yeah. But we start today with my media empire. I have a question for you because Dean Imperial, a good friend of the program, says mm-hmm. I'm I'm subconsciously committing suicide. Oh. So I want your thoughts on this. And are I we, want, are we all, though? Uh, I guess. And I want the <laughs> listeners' thoughts. I want the listeners' thoughts as well. So it's Monday for me, and, and what this entails today is a bit, it's a big day. Today is my first day as the host, my first day as a member of the New York Post. Jimmy Fela has made it to the Post. Oh my gosh, that's a big deal. And it's a huge deal to me, just so we're clear. Yeah, I'm very proud of you. It is a huge deal. I worship the Post. I've been reading it since I was a little kid. Headless body found in topless bar. <laughs> yeah. I think my that's obviously the best headline in the history of mankind, but the second best, I think, for everything they've done all right, I'll give honorable mention. Honorable mention is Kim Thong Un. When Kim Kardashian met Trump at the White House, and that was the headline Kim Thong Un, the other big ass summit at the White House. <laughs> it's really good. But maybe my second favorite of all time was during the 2016 election when the FBI reopened their investigation into Hillary Clinton by finding Anthony Weiner's laptop. And the headline was, The Stroking Gun. That's so funny. So funny. So great. So, so to be joining forces with such, a, such an esteemed publication, as you would imagine, a guy like me, 
just thrilled. Like there was an old adage when I was a kid that people used to say on the street, you know, I only buy Hustler magazine, so I have something to hide the post in. That was like an old <laughs> joke, you know, because the post was like silly the way they went about doing the news. Um, but they were, always the, they were always the best. There was nothing else I ever wanted to read. Like when I was a cab driver, like the post kept me alive. It was a one thing I would look forward every day. Uh, a Guatemalan woman used to sell it outside Grand Central Station. And mm -hmm. then she late, later moved to Penn. So I would get it from her outside Penn. And she would call me Mr. Post. She would say, hey, Mr. Post. <laughs> every day at five in the morning. Hello, Mr. Post. And that, that was it. And I'd get out of the car so I could, I could shake. Because she'd come over to the car and give it to you. But when I was waiting on the cab line at Penn, I would actually get out, go over and make a point to say hello to her. And give her right. a little handshake. And hey, Mr. Post. And I'd give her the 50 cents, get back in the car. And it was amazing. Amazing, but it saved my life. I used to look forward to it every day. I love that culture. They put Mr. in front of usually your first name. Oh, so yeah, they, they do. They called you Mr. Jimmy. If yeah, 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 Mr. Oh, Jimmy. Mr. Jimmy. He's on yeah. your post. That's eventually, like, she was like, hey, Mr. Indecent Exposure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mr. Drinking in the Morning. <laughs> I'm like, hey, keep it down, yeah, honey. Seriously. Stick with the post. Stick with the post. <laughs> um, but, but it's a big deal for me to join there. But Dean Imperial says I'm subconsciously committing suicide because, yes, I am now a host at the post, the host of this fine program five days a week. I'm also writing a column at The Post. I'm also writing a Kennedy show full-time. I'm paneling on the show. I'm filling in on Fox News Radio today for three hours. And before any of that, I also have to write 50 jokes for A-list comedy. And you're a stand-up comedy. And well, I'm not, not tonight, though. I'm just, um, I'm right. just a civilian. Um, but the point is, it's a pretty busy day. And Dean Imperial posits this theory that, unbeknownst to me, it's not actually ambition that's driving this. He thinks I just want to die. <laughs> Now, I don't see that on me. I'm happy to be alive. I'm having a good time. But what do you see? I, I think if you were, I, I would agree with that if you decided to just be like, yeah, cab driving. I could do this. That would be suicide for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I went backwards? Yeah, if I just, you know what? Let me go back to driving a cab. Well, I, the nice thing that. about that is, Sean, you don't have to worry about that because I don't have my license anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have it. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, but there, there's a whole nother story for another time. But I actually just don't renew it. I don't have it. It's, a, it's another story. Oh. Uh, so if you think I'm committing suicide, if you're, you're someone who cares about me and we're friends on Twitter or Facebook, uh, send me a message at Jimmy Fela. I want to know your opinion. I personally uh, think that I am. I have a I do have a business model. As a, mm. as a creative content guy. Just never say no. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, Jimmy Fallon, he'll go to the opening of an envelope. <laughs> he'll go to anything. He'll go to any event. Yeah. It's not that. It's that I think um, if, if you just you, you show up, uh, you take good projects, and, and you do the shit out of your job, it'll create a market for you somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So I've actually had to say no, unfortunately, to a fair amount of things. Um, but the ones I like to do, I really like to do them. So it's like you couldn't... You, you know, you'd have to kill me to get me to stop writing Kennedy shows. It's just a fun show. Right. I mean, you understand, I've been writing jokes for people my whole life. I mean, I've never written them for anybody talented. I mean, unless you count myself, but that's grading on a very loose curve. Like, yeah. she is supremely talented. It's exciting to me to send those plays into the huddle and watch them come out and get executed perfectly, you know? Certainly doing this show, but writing for the Post. It's like, I, I couldn't do one or the other, you know? So so I don't know that I'm committing suicide, but if you think I am, I, you have to talk me out of it um, so I don't wind up being Mr. Post again, is what I want to say. Well, I not the guy who works for Mr. Post, because I, yeah. I was not an employee of Mr. Post, but I was known as Mr. Post. Well, I, you'll be selling them yeah, outside of I know, I will be. It'll come full circle. <laughs> I will tell you who is committing political suicide today. Oh. It actually happened on Friday. If you heard the gunshot all the way up in Chappaqua, the people's pantsuit, Hillary Clinton, mm -hmm. America's favorite bitter bus driver. I know you don't care about politics. That's where you fit in so good on the show. Cause I don't care either. 
deep, deep down, I really don't care. I think they're all full of shit. You know what I mean? I don't care. Yeah, they all um, have more in common with each other. But I watch it like it's sports, and, yeah. and I can sit here and consume it objectively and tell you who I think is winning or losing and why. It doesn't mean I'm the expert, nor do I w- want to be your expert. I want you guys to figure that out for yourselves. Um, but, but Hillary Clinton on Friday mm-hmm. sit, claimed that Tulsi Gabbard, you know who I met, mm-hmm. great friend of the Kennedy program, is a Russian, Russian asset being groomed by Russia. What the hell did you just say? Mm-hmm. Tulsi Gabbard, who is a 16-year member of our armed forces, currently a member right now, has served in two tours of duty, just went to Syria in August for combat training because although she's a Hawaiian congresswoman and she's running for president, she is active military. Mm-hmm. And Hillary Clinton, with a straight face, said this chick was a Russian asset. Now, my first thought, because it's so ridiculous on its face, my first thought was, you know, everybody's like, oh, she's bitter. She just can't handle this strong woman. And, and I would vote for Tulsi Gabbard. So I get where people would say that. But I want to believe Hillary Clinton's smarter than that. And the reason she's really saying it is, yeah, she's, you know, jumping on the grenade, so to speak, politically and killing herself because mm-hmm. no one's forgiven her for this. There's, there's no way back now. Um, but that being said, this could conceivably propel Tulsi Gabbard up in the polls. You dig, Shawnee? Yeah, give because her some popularity. She, because Tulsi Gabbard is a moderate. Uh, she's not as far left as like an Elizabeth Warren or a Bernie Sanders. So it's very possible that Hillary kind of suicide bombed this, knowing she wasn't going to run anyway. And, and now that, that maybe will give Tulsi a bounce as painting her as a victim. Mm-hmm. Now, again, for Hillary to be that brilliant, you know, she probably would have won the last election because she would have known to go to like Wisconsin or Pennsylvania <laughs> or yeah. I mean, she wouldn't be like oh for two at these yeah. thinking about a third. So I might be giving her more credit than she deserves, but I want to believe that she's the smart version of of what this comment would be, and not the version of Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset. You just, know, just to throw it out there. Yeah, Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset. Like Bill is a faithful husband. It's not a real thing. Right. You know, that's not going on out there. Um, so I, I don't see it happening, Sean Barry. Do you think it's possible she too is drinking Michter's at seven in the morning? What do you think propels something like this? I mean, I would hope so. I, I make all my best decisions when I drink Michter's <laughs> at seven in the morning. So. That's that's the one. Uh, that's the one live read they don't want us to make. Oh, right. <laughs> Every day before I take my kid to school, make it a Michter's day. <laughs> your cheerios (laughs) put it right in your cheerios it'll be great uh no they don't want that ad uh but i'm gonna get uh charles mcbee's theory on this because i don't know what's going on but i'm upset by it because chelsea gabber you know this i met her in the kennedy green room and famously took the greatest hover hand picture in comedy yeah someone famously pointed it out and i want to say this as a class gentleman as a happily married man yeah if she was a russian asset I would have grabbed her ass. She wouldn't have cared. <laughs> so I'm just mad because I missed out. Right. I mean, I you know I, I treated her like a legitimate presidential candidate. And don't forget, I met Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. So Hillary, you should have tipped me off on that, and I could have at least gotten my money's worth. She was gorgeous, and I sat there with the hover hand, Sean Barry, yes, you did. which you famously called me out on. You son of a bitch. Like a Mictors guy, though. That's what you're supposed uh, to do. You're supposed to be classy. Don't grope the, don't grope the candidates. Yeah. I'm, I'm Jimmy Fallon, not Jimmy Biden. You know what I mean? I'm not, <laughs> hands, I'm not on the hands team, you but, know? But whispering in her yeah, ear. Yeah, whispering, <laughs> smelling her hair. Sweet Tulsi. Speaking Russian. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, Charles McBee joins us on the Mictors voice line Woo. when we come back.
a smooth intro if ever there was one. Fantastic. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world and the greatest time to be there. Everybody calm down. It's the name of the program. Jimmy Fallon, host of this fine show. Now the official host of the New York Post's official New York Giants football podcast, Sean Barry. Why? Everybody's like, yeah, why did you start in week eight? I'm like, I don't know. Why did they start in week eight? <laughs> the defense hasn't even started yet. The offensive line hasn't even started. To be honest with you, I think I'm ahead of the curve. That's a good point. Joining me now, a man making a comeback of his own. Not only a founding father of this very program, of this very institution, mm -hmm. which seems to be taking over the world. Uh, and he can attest to this because he was just in Italy. He was out at the boot. Uh, and he returns now. And we're so excited about this. Charles McBee is on the Mictor's Voice line. Welcome home, Charles. Go Yankees! <laughs> yeah. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. That was a key. You know what? And here I was rooting for your plane to land. I never root no. for your plane. Of all the people's planes, <laughs> the one plane that I rooted for. I'm like, I got him on a show. I don't want to rebook a Monday guest. I just need him to land, Lord. And now you do me like that. How was Italy, man? Italy was great, man. I had an amazing time. Been there before, but this time went to some spots that you know were off the beaten path, uh, and it was it was incredible. So, what did you think of the Olive Garden? Was it everything you thought it would be? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the unlimited breadsticks are magical, man. Oh, girl, you got to tell this guy about carbs. Um, isn't it funny how after a while, no matter how much history and majesty is there, you're just looking at naked statues? After a while, see that's the thing. I so I didn't do. I've been to Rome and I've been to the other spots, but these were mostly like uh, you know mountains and oh, oh, we were in the country. Yeah, yeah, in the countryside. Nice. So it was a lot of that. It was a lot of snow-capped mountains and sparkling lakes and uh, okay. all that kind of stuff. Well, a lot of cattle. Did you go to Lake Como? Did I did go to Lake Como? How nice is that? Please <laughs> said something else. Sean thought I said something else. Really? <laughs> no, no, that's that's in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, 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 good God! Oh no! Barry, that's it. We're suing. We're going to sue. Uh, I got to tell you, man. I got to tell you. I w I was trying to figure out which cities you were in. Based on your occasional Instagram posts that I would come across. Of the back of his head? Yeah, they'd be like the back of his head, but there's always like an inspirational quote. Like when you travel, yeah. you're like a girl who just got dumped. Seriously. There's a lot of I like, am, man. find like yourself, a, live I'm your best life. I'm a 23-year-old white woman. <laughs> you are at heart. The the Marianne Williamson of stand-up comedy. Yeah, man. A lot of quotes. You're going to start a Department of Peace. Do you have a lot, of, a lot of pumpkin spices back, also? I'm, Go ahead. Yeah, man. I'm so privileged right now. I... I I'm gentrifying my own neighborhood. It's crazy. <laughs> Good for you. That's really funny, man. Well, welcome back. I mean, I, listen, I loved it over there. I ate like a, a wild man. Oh, I, it was crazy. Yeah, I did like Amalfi Coast, Rome, Venice, you know, basically like the starter kit, the Mook Long Island starter kit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had a great time. I mean, in some of the, I fought with Jenny in some of the nicest locales you'll ever see. And, it was uh, great, right? Yeah, we loved it. It I, was great. I went over there with a lady friend, and we had a couple of fights too. It was great. Did it's, you it's nice. having having a proper fight in the middle of paradise? 
thousands of miles away from home is is something to it. It It adds a special something. No, it does. I got to tell you, the biggest fight I've ever had with Jenny was in Venice in St. Mark's Square. And uh, we're slugging it out. And all of a sudden, the orchestra just pops up and starts playing (laughs) the James Bond song. It's like a Sunday night, and they're playing the song from 007 on a string orchestra, like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, this is the greatest moment of my life. It's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. We had this one major blowout, Uh and I was like, normally I would leave you and go home, but I can't. I literally (laughs) cannot leave you you're my, you're my way out of here yeah yeah you're yeah. my way you're my way out the hotel is in your name we have to- <laughs> it, it really is it really is tough we've got to step up our careers a little more so you're not going to italy on somebody else's dime this is scary exactly Charles. they could just exactly. as easily she could lock you out of the room take that passport and now yeah. you're now you're playing in the string quartet. Next thing you know, it's what's sad is she's my retirement plan. She, she, <laughs> oh. She's my way out of comedy, well, so you, I have no I have no choice. You better play. You better play some defense then. Well, I will say this: if you uh, if you had ventured over from Italy to Russia, you might have ran into Tulsi Gabbard, according oh, to boy. none other than Hillary Clinton. Did you read that story while you were gone, or you were on the way back? I did. I did. I it was. Nothing excited me more than to jump back into American politics <laughs> <laughs> coming from a two week vacation. The tranquil sea that is American political dialogue. So oh, yeah, here's yeah. my theory. Here's my I have two theories. One, she got into the box wine a little bit early in the morning. We know she's obviously very upset about losing this election. She's been on a two year uh, not my fault tour. And, um, you know, it's been good for us writing a cable news show because there's always something extra to talk about because people do like to talk about her one way or the other. And in the Kennedy sphere, it's not because they're Trump MAGA people who just hate Hillary at all costs. It's because some of us really do just generally find her fascinating, you know, because usually if someone loses a political election, they take like a teaching job at NYU, grow a beard and you don't see him ever again. Like within a week of the election, they're just gone. And, um, you know, she has not exited stage left. She has refused to do so. But this theory has me thinking one of two things, McBee. Either one, she, you know, she can't let it go. And I understand it too. I mean, who would want to be the person who lost to Trump? You know, it's a lot to deal with, you know, because you're not supposed to lose to that guy under any circumstance. He is not supposed to wind up being president. But, you know, the establishment probably created the lane for him to run. So there's this one theory I have that he's she's bitter. My other theory, I want you to tell me if you think this is possible. Is she actually so brilliant that she's suicide bombing her own career because she knows it's over in an effort to propel a moderate like Tulsi Gabbard to the top of the polls because she's currently at like 4% and Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are running away with the nomination. Joe Biden died last Tuesday. God rest his soul. Um, They're still trotting him out there like a weekend at Bernie's. But uh, it looks like it's going to be Warren's nomination to lose. So is it possible Hillary is trying to prop up Tulsi Gabbard with this wacky conspiracy theory? What do you think of that? I mean, that is kind of the bizarro world, uh, conspiracy theory, but this whole election is already bizarro world. So I'm not ruling anything out. You might actually be on to something. Dude. I will, mm-hmm. I will, I will say this, uh, with Hillary Clinton, it's not that, you know, people are saying like, yeah, she did lose the election and, and they're saying like, well, you know, why didn't she crawl under a rock and die? However, there are a lot of people that still, want to hear what she has to say, regardless of the fact that she made a total ass out of herself the last election. Mm -hmm. So like her kind of like taking that whole shut up and dribble uh, (laughs) approach, Uh I don't see her really doing that. I see her going, you know what? 
I still have an audience. I'm not going to crawl away and die. Mm-hmm. She's probably going to write some other book. I don't know why she's picking now to do this. Uh-huh. Maybe she is trying to sabotage Mm-hmm. Uh, certain uh, politicians or, or the whole thing, I don't know. But she still has people out there who 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 rock with her. Mm-hmm. That, I do agree with that. So my question here is, I, I I mean, I think her party doesn't rock with her anymore. I think they're they're furious. But right. is it possible? And you know, you can never count her coming back. I think deep down, you know, this is in the movie Kingpin. Everybody wants to see Roy Munson bowl again. And I think this is her. This is the Reno Open now. We've right. made it to Reno, and she's got her rubber hands, yeah. and she wants to find <laughs> a way back out there into the Reno Open because Trump is in politics. Well, he's big Trump. Trump, Trump is bigger. Than McCrack, yeah, big, big Trump. Trump McCracken. <laughs> big Trump McCracken. Yeah. Hey, if ever there was a political version <laughs> yeah. of bigger and McCracken, it is Donald Trump. And I think she wants to put on the rubber hand. She sees Elizabeth Warren as like the Amish guy who doesn't have what it takes. She's too soft. So right. I think she wants to come back. Now, I want her to come back. I desperately, as a sports fan, want an Ali Frazier, too. I want it more than anything in the world. I don't think we're going to be nearly as excited with any of these other candidates. So no. I, I want her to come back. Are you rooting for her to come back? Oh, I would love it. I'm watching this thing like it's the end of the world. I, I, I'm not a crip or a blood. I don't care about either side. They're both trash to me. Uh-huh. So I just want a good... Grudge match. I just want a good match. <laughs> but you know what the problem is? Because he's only like 73. So if somehow she wins, he's running again. Like this never ends. This <laughs> never. We've gone straight Hatfield and McCoy. And it's funny because these Hatfields and McCoys were friends their whole lives. The Clintons right. hung out with the, the Trumps. Right. You know, they went to each other's weddings. and Well, not each other's weddings, but they went to Don's wedding to Melania. And the kids they hung out to together. Year. Chelsea, you know, Chelsea yeah. and Ivanka were great friends. Um, I mean, so, Clinton, uh, Bill and Bill and uh, Ivanka really, really close. Hey, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! What, I would be uh, careful there. Yeah. <laughs> Get no, him what? out of here! I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying. Be careful, be careful. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say Bill and Don hung out, which they most definitely did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is interesting that Bill Clinton is is uh, linked really uh, intimately to Jeffrey Epstein. He is. Jeffrey Epstein. He's linked intimately to everybody. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jeffrey, he really is. He's the Kevin Bacon, <laughs> yeah. in a way, of, of political shenanigans. Uh, but Trump, too, obviously did host uh, Epstein at Mar-a-Lago at a lot of his parties in like the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I believe it was. So it, it is really interesting how a guy like Epstein could just so conveniently disappear when he was ensnared by the tippy top of the political food chain. It does tell you, Chuck, that even in divided times like this, the government can get together to solve a bipartisan issue, you know? Because that's what Epstein was. But getting past that, because now I'm God dang Alex Jones over here. They whacked mm. Epstein and now they're coming for me. You now know, they're coming for me. Now they're coming for me. Yeah, Alex Jones, what a slob. Yeah. Uh, but here's my next take, uh, McBee. Um, because of this Hillary hullabaloo, because Biden seems to be falling off a little bit and no one's really particularly wowed with these candidates, there's a big talk that former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg might come charging out of the locker room with a steel chair, WWE style. Now, he obviously couldn't do any worse than the last New York mayor who took a shot at this. De Blasio dropped out of the race when he was pulling three points behind ISIS, I believe. But uh, <laughs> but, 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 but here comes Bloomy. Do you see Bloomy getting in and making a bike lane out of the whole country? Can that happen? I, I, I actually think Bloomy would have a way better chance than de Blasio. I mean, oh, Bloomy yeah. is actually is still very beloved by many, uh, especially the uh, liberal 
yeah. uh, liberals, at least here. I mean, yeah. now how he would uh, do with the rest of the country, the rest of the country, I don't, they're, they're not as familiar no. as, as us New Yorkers are with our freaking uh-huh. no, no a- sugar sodas and, yeah. and six bike lanes. Yeah, he banned uh, soda. It, yeah, he, he he is the soda band, so he, that would play great in Middle America, yeah. as you know. So here we go, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Our next guest is a Jewish man who wants to confiscate your guns and your soda. Yeah, exactly. That's a nice, hearty West Virginia welcome. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you see him at the Huckleberry Fair? No. <laughs> just, I mean, we don't have the kind of security budget for him to get the nominee. That's just no way. Oh my God! But I'd like him to get in. He he's trying. Strikes me as a guy who could do the job but couldn't get the job. You did, right. you know. Yeah. But he probably he has the money. The yeah, he has the capital. And uh, and listen, this is a guy who was able to finagle. What was it? Three terms here mm-hmm. in New York City. Yeah, just rewrote the law, and then when his, <laughs> and then when his third term started, he rewrote it again so nobody else could do it. Yeah. So I mean, that's some. That's some. Hey, he has the balls. I mean, he, he's he got does. It. So he could do it. He would do way better than de Blasio. Oh, I dude, mean, so de Blasio is absolute garbage. I agree with that. Yeah, Just it's, junk. It's, um, muy horrible. Yeah, not the best. Not the best. Um, so I, I mean, I, I think we're at this junction as you get back now because we have a, another Democratic debate coming up in two weeks, where it's gonna. It, they have to thin out the herd a little bit. And it has to start getting into like meat and potato stuff because the primaries start right after Christmas. But the other meat and potato issue happening right now is on the Republican side. It's with Trump. Obviously, we get this whistleblower and all this impeachment stuff going on. But he just announced uh, yesterday, I believe Sunday, that they were pulling the G7 summit out of his resort in Doral, the Trump International in Doral, which is in Miami. He was going to be hosting that at his hotel because he said, you know, they had obviously exhausted all of their other search options. They would never want the free publicity that came from having it here. If anything, it'd be a headache. I mean, an upstanding guy like Trump, who's always looking to run everything above board, wouldn't be interested in in any type of cloud of suspicion like this. Uh, But no, they did pull out uh, of of the G7, and I now believe it's going to be at La Quinta. So that's exciting. Uh, No, I don't know. (laughs) They said said they're talking about having it at Camp David now. I wonder to you, this is my question. This is not an analytical question, um, you know, in terms of politics. But someone once told me when I was driving a cab, a hooker once told me that the, uh, I know this is a little highbrow for our show, but. uh, That that he didn't take coupons? (laughs) I hate when that happens. Oh, you're the best. So listen to me. I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to stoop to that. Uh, That's so funny, by the way. Listen. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Uh, but uh, so what I was going to say was uh, the a hooker once told me that the greatest week of the year was the U.N., that the U.N., all these diplomats came in and, you know, they were all out on the town when, you know, when the night was over and, and spe- specifically like in calls, girls would go up to hotel rooms and bang diplomats like crazy. That was like a thing. And she said it was yeah. like the equivalent of having the Super Bowl in town and that they would do hundreds of calls in a week. A hooker told me in the back of my cab that she was making 50000 a week during U.N. week. Oh. And I was like, so why aren't you taking like an Escalade? You know what I mean? Why, right. are you, why are you taking a cab mm. hanging out with me? Um, he but, said as he zipped up his pants. Hey, yeah. <laughs> a lot of cheap shots tonight. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is. She was frugal. M- with the Trump International booking in Miami last week. They're like, all right, we're having a G7 here. Right. I do feel for the prostitutes 
who now have to reroute all of their travel arrangements. I'm sure hotels were booked. Mm -hmm. I'm sure escort services were assigned. And now no one thinks about them. You know, Charles is very selfish. All right, I get that we all hate Trump, but what about the hookers? What do you say to that? Well, they'll just they'll just tag uh, tag it onto the to the tab. They will, you right? Know? Just... It's like an inconvenience fee. <laughs> Orrin Hatch, Orrin Hatch will pay it. He doesn't mind. You leave Orrin Hatch out of this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you know what? He's retired now, and he's writing witty tweets. I actually, he probably <laughs> handles his own his own uh, handle too, because he writes funny old man jokes. So yeah. I could I could see Orrin Hatch doing that. But um, I think what's going to happen because all of this stuff going on right now. People who cover politics for a living have a way of really making you think the stuff they're talking about matters, but it doesn't always matter. Like the the reason our show has so much integrity is because she will upfront, if she cares about something, she'll, you know, beat you over the head with it and make sure everybody gets where she's coming from. But she also has the ability to be like, yeah, this doesn't really matter. And uh, I'm not putting words in her mouth right now, but I am certainly saying myself um, I also have an appreciation for things that don't matter. I don't actually think like any of this whistleblower impeachment stuff matters because to be honest with you, I think it's too complicated for anybody to follow. Number one, number two, even if they are following it, everybody pretty much knows how they're voting right now. Like we could have the election tomorrow. If you like Trump, you're voting for him, no matter who they run against him. If you don't like him, you are voting for the other person. If it's Suge Knight coming out of jail on two murder convictions, you're voting Suge Knight. Are you not? At this point, I'd rather it be Suge Knight. Well, you know, Suge Knight, to be fair, is a little bit too upstanding for what's become of our modern (laughs) politics. He he chose the more honorable uh, profession of vehicular manslaughter. (laughs) Exactly. He's tried to stay above the fray, and we should be applauding him for that. He does get stuff done. Yeah, he gets, yeah, that's another thing, Chuck. Suge does get stuff done. His primary season. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His primary season is very intense. <laughs> you auditioned for Death Row Records. They don't like you. You get beat up, which I think is really funny. Um, so one more. Well, I don't know. I don't know why I get such a kick out of it. One, one more thing um, before you go, McBee, and we're having such a glorious time today. What was uh, coming back to America after how long? Almost three weeks. What was uh, what was the thing you were excited to come back and do? Come back in America and do it? Well, to be honest, if I'm being completely honest, I was getting that itch to get back on stage. Oh, I did. Charles. I know. I know. As much as I hate to admit it, I did miss telling my stupid dick jokes. Wow. I needed to get back on stage and tell these jokes. So that was the one thing I, that I, I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And now that I've got a couple jokes under my belt, a couple shows under my belt, I want to quit comedy all over again. <laughs> 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 now that I remember why I left in the first place. Uh, yeah, scratch, scratch uh, the itch and then uh, I missed that yeah. squidding pasta. Where did you go, baby? No, I get it, man. I get it. But you know what? The run's coming, McBee. We got a lot of things going on. On right now i think you know yeah, it better than anybody so stay focused welcome back keep playing good ball uh in it's time be great I, I will forgive you for that cheap shot you took at the yankees sean was in <laughs> sean was in bad shape last night uh right. Saturday oh, i'm night. so sorry sean it's all right yeah he was in through my drink well that, that was yeah left. and that was before the game i mean sean is <laughs> yeah, sean's a mess uh but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna catch got, up go ahead i got called a yankee while i was away stop that's, it that's that's the thing when when people don't realize we're so ingrained in race here that we forget other people outside of this country don't really aren't really tripped up on it as yeah. much as we are. So they just see me as 
an American American scum. As, yeah, American scum before <laughs> anything else. This guy called me a Yankee. I didn't even know how to respond. I was like, I'm actually a Cincinnati Reds fan. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what that means. He thought you were Roberto <laughs> Kelly. He's like, Can yeah. you sign my shirt? Way to go, Chal. Welcome to the majors, pal. Welcome back. I'll talk to you during the week. All right, buddy. There he goes. Charles McBee, the legend. There it is. There it is. Just happened, folks, right here on Everybody Calm Down. Uh, a two-second break. We do a couple of headlines. I got to get to the goddamn New York Post, man. Yeah. Mr. Post. I, I got work to do. We're up early. Production value. You know what I'm saying? You come to everybody, calm down. We treat you right, man. Treat you right. Uh, a couple mm. of headlines before we wrap it up on a big Monday. A big Monday. Mm. By the way, you got to download, when you get done with this show, you got to download the Blue Rush podcast, which it sounds like a Gatorade drink. It, and, and that frustrates me as a Giant fan because we are a long way from dumping the Gatorade on one another. <laughs> two and five right now. We really are like. This is like the equivalent of walking out of the movie theater after seeing Jaws and being like, hey, you want to book a beach getaway, babe? (laughs) (laughs) We're starting at two and five. (laughs) Come on, Post. A little uh, Rhode Island uh, getaway. Yeah, you guys want to go to Rhode Island? (laughs) God, I love the Post. I'm so excited. A couple of quick studies. Um, The CDC, Center for Disease Control, Sean Barry, warning there are two different types of vaping epidemics Mm. that are now striking our country. One is uh, THC-based. Mm-hmm. The other has to do with the uh, oil and the e-cigarettes. Yeah. Some of the, basically what it is is some of the bootleg cartridges have some type of weird oil in it that's like hardening inside people's lungs and getting them sick. Yeah, oil and, and breathing in yeah. just don't go to well together. Not yet. Yeah, breathing in oil. Nowhere no. is there a guy that would be better off right. you know, if you're just breathing in more oil. Um, yeah, I, was, I was under the impression it was always these kind of black market mm-hmm. things. that it, it, it comes to head with a THC. Uh, ones, whereas the, I guess the e-cigarette ones were mm-hmm. typically were a little safer, and they've yeah. been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that you know breathing in anything other than oxygen mm-hmm. is going to be good for you. Yeah, but it's probably a better alternative than cigarettes. So I guess I don't. I don't even know. I I don't know. I don't. I don't know yeah. what the verdict is on this one. I know. Uh, I've, I've tried some vaping mm-hmm. on both sides of the spectrum there, uh-huh. and honestly, it's just really weird. I, it doesn't make. Sense it, it doesn't feel natural. Is it not any... like like a smoke? People who smoke weed mm-hmm. tell me that it's a completely different experience if it's... you're smoking it out of a pen, right? And that it almost feels like you're on like I mean, how can I explain this to you? It was explained to me like it was like a device, like a breathing device. Yeah, it's... more than it was an actual recreational fun device. Yeah, it's weird. It's I... it was like you just broke two ribs. Suck on this to try to get your air back up. Or so. It was weird. It is it is weird. I wish I had more of a drug history, but I don't. Unfor- you know, yeah, which like, shocks a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people hear this show and just assume we're shooting up during, you know. But no, we're actually running a pretty clean train over here. 
Uh, it's a small matter of me having 85 jobs. If I ever can cut it down to like 82, I'm going straight fat Elvis. I'll be popping <laughs> pills, peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Say, yeah. I can afford to mess up right now. I can't afford to mess up. That's no. my problem. I got to play good ball. Uh, here we go. 20,000 people. Wow. Attended a Bernie Sanders rally mm-hmm. in a Queens Park on oh. Saturday. Now, for being honest, 18,000 of them live there. They right. were left there. They were people left behind from the electric zoo. You know, that yeah. rave Burning Man dumb thing we do out on like Randall's Island. Don't ever brag to me about crowd size in New York. No, you can't. Because there's going to be a crowd there either way. Right. There's not like they all, you took tickets, you gave them out. There's no way to quantify whether or not it was a big right. deal. Right, they count the people already in the park. Yes, and it doesn't matter for every, let's just say, <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're like, yeah, how did they, they took attendance on Friday. Like, I don't understand. These people are flying kites yeah. at a Bernie rally. The weather was beautiful, and yeah. a lot of people were in the park. Some people liked him so much, they showed up to do yoga, <laughs> while others just walked their dog and read a quiet book. <laughs> It was amazing. They didn't need, Bernie's so powerful, they didn't even have to watch him to get the message. Like, it's nonsense is what it is. And uh, it doesn't matter anyway, because like for every person that was, let's say all 20,000 of them are legit, there's at least that many people in the Democratic Party that are waiting to fuck Bernie out of the nomination. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this yeah. message. And it's true. They're not letting him get the nomination because he's not one of them. Right. Like, if you remember this, they famously didn't want Trump to get the nomination because he wasn't one of them. You know, his own party did not want him getting the nomination. It is right. only until their hands are forced. But if this nomination process is close enough, they can railroad him again like they did last time. And they probably will. Oh, they're absolutely I mean, going to do it. I mean, Elizabeth Warren is basically taking over. Right? She's coming unless my girl Tulsi catapults past her thanks right. to that hit Clinton suicide bombing. Yeah. Unless, as we said earlier... Roy Munson comes out of the <laughs> locker room. Hillary Clinton, now the Roy Munson of politicians. Yeah. I love it so much. I love it so much. Woo! Uh, Iowa man, I don't know how I feel about this, is arrested for flashing a woman inside a Dollar General. Now, there's a reason this matters. And this is a theory I've posited before in the past. Mm-hmm. He said he did it because he saw this in a porn video, and it worked. Huh. Now he might be lying, but I don't. Uh, I don't doubt the fact that there are a whole generation of young men out there whose only experience with courtship is what they've seen in porn videos mm-hmm. that do think they've got a shot. Like when they're online at the DMV, right. they're going to meet a girl banger in the bathroom. You know, you catch a girl stealing at a pawn shop, which I had no idea how bad the shoplifting epidemic was at pawn shops around the country. Apparently. But apparently these female, they'll do anything to get out of it, right. which is unbelievable. But he uh, says that the, he told the cops, he saw this woman in an aisle, showed her his goods and was like, what do you think? And uh, she didn't think much. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> there he went. And uh, they cuffed him and stuffed him. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you can't you can't take your uh, porn your out. is not your friend, guys. Porn no. is not. Would you leave your stepmother alone? <laughs> well, hang on. Can we, can we talk about the stepmother yeah. stepsister porn for a second? Yeah. Because the sponsors I, love when we do. Go ahead. Well, I know I'm into it. Let's no, go. But in general, I have a theory. Go ahead. I have a theory as well. My theory is the reason that that might be working right for some people mm-hmm. is that there's a built in somehow built into your house a female. 
who is not related to you. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, this whole stepsister nonsense. The, the notion is it's like a Brady Bunch thing. Stop trying to justify your search history, and right. let me bring it full circle for you, okay? Sandra doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> Beautiful no, but, wife. No, but in, in all honesty, I, mm-hmm. I think that that's the fascination. That you have a built-in uh, partner mm-hmm. who's gonna who's your sister. Oh, it's, it's the it's convenience taboo. of the whole thing. Right, it's like the girl next door, except she's living in your house. Okay, I can't speak to what makes it attractive, right. but I get it. I, I, I'll give, I'll concede the point that if that's what it is, mm-hmm. the, the marriage of convenience, it, it makes perfect sense right. to me. The spontaneity of it. Right. And obviously that taboo threshold you have to cross, exactly. point of no return, right. makes perfect sense when A, you're doing it, and it's the same as the guys beating off to it because you have the same immediate sense of regret when it's over. The yeah. same shame of like, oh, yeah. oh God. Oh, close the app. What, I, eh, what am I doing here? <laughs> close this app. Throw the uh, laptop out the window. Uh, but I also think they've ruined these categories like MILF and Stepmom because like the way they're casting them now, it's actually like the, the MILF now, the girl will be 22. The guy will be 20. Right. It's like she's not his mom. No. It's not biologically possible. That she gave birth to this guy at, at two, you know? And right. if she did, somebody should be in jail. I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not happy with MILF. It doesn't work out. No, it became a victim of its own success. They didn't have enough MILF to go around. <laughs> so they're like, you, you know? You could be a horny teen shoplifter. How yeah. about a MILF? You know, and they just started casting, you know, you could be a passenger on a bang bus. Right. How about, how about a MILF? Get a, by the way, that again, that sound you hear are our uh, sponsors uh, taking off right now. <laughs> just gone. <laughs> <laughs> just pulling out of the studio as fast as they can it's after a, this conversation. It's a reasonable analysis. I mean, yeah. these things exist. It's okay. No, it's out. That's true. It's not like, oh, there they go. Bye, Victors. <laughs> oh. Take care, guys. Miss you. Thanks for everything. <laughs> Woo, Sean Barry, so exciting. Uh, Kanye West. Yeezy. Mm. Yeezus. Black Jesus. He calls himself. That's what it means. You know, I think the reason people are upset with him calling himself Jesus for real is not that, I don't know, anything's possible, but that would make Kim the Virgin Mary, which is a little bit of a stretch, wouldn't it? It would make him the Virgin? No, Kim. Oh, Kim. Yeah, no one's buying no, no, Kim no, as the no, Virgin Jesus, Mary. Jesus wasn't married to Mary. Oh, it was Mary's his mom. Mother. Yeah. Come on, dude. I meant Mary Magdalene. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I know that his mom was the virgin who gave birth to Yeezy without his, and that makes sense. But, um, and good say by you. But what I was going to say is, no, they don't <laughs> see her. I, I, I don't, like, I could buy Kanye as a religious figure, even though he's crazy nuts and he's zany, but he's a very spiritual guy. Sure. I don't buy Kim as a religious figure. Does that make sense? Well, I mean... I don't dislike her. Well, listen, she one time made a porno video. Mm -hmm. So... So what? (laughs) So she's a stepmom? What are you trying to go back to the other conversation? Stop it, Sean. I'm just saying. Stop it. I forgot to ask me, B, if Yeezy is going to swing the election for Trump. Because there's a lot of black people. I was supposed to ask McBee this. Is he still a fan of Trump? He is. But he's basically saying that. You know, the Democratic people are being pressured to, you know, vote one way by a party who doesn't care about them. And people need to open their eyes to this and set themselves free and think for themselves. And it's a persuasive message. I don't know how far it's going to go. But you don't think that, you know, uh, he's more on the message of I make I'm I'm, he's basically in the one like not I wouldn't say the one percenters, but he's he's a guy makes a lot of money. Yeah. And Trump is a guy you want as your president, if you're already making a lot of money. I don't you think, think that, so. You, yeah, so you think it's the bling factor? I think so. Come mm, on. Easy come, does it. It always comes back to that. I don't know. I want to see him on the ticket. You know what's funny? He would be the one guy that would play the inauguration. If Trump won again, 
Oh, for sure. Because no one else will play it. They always oh, get so much pressure. Huge. He's showing up like a mofo. And you know Trump would allow it. it would, oh, it would love bring it. the actual crowd in. He, <laughs> <laughs> it would be great. But he wouldn't, you, you don't, you'll get it inaugurated twice, do you? Yes, you do. Oh, they really? Have, the like, another time? party? Yeah. Oh, do they really? They have another oh, okay. party? Right, he'll be bad. there. Yeezy. Yeezy does it. Oh, he'll be there. He'll speak, probably speak at the convention, <laughs> probably speak at the inauguration. You might be vice president. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Trump is already going to make diamond and silk and charge your precious minerals. He's like, God, I got the diamond, they got the silk. Precious minerals for them. They're all getting jobs. Dog the Bounty Hunter is going to be in charge of customs, Border Patrol. Nice. They're all getting jobs around, too. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, two quick ones. Uh, video's gone viral of Lady Gaga. Did you see this? She fell off the stage. Falling off yeah, a stage while dancing with a man in Las Vegas. I did see it. <laughs> she fell off the stage. But it wasn't her fault, though. I know. They were doing, like, uh, in his arms, bouncing around. They fell right over. Like, he picked her up. Yeah, he did. Holding her, uh -huh. like, uh, over the threshold. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of holds Carrie. Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, he fell off. She hit her head hard. It looked she, I know. Like I hope she's okay. She's a talented, yes. talented gal. That's Stephanie Germanata. <laughs> Went to the oh, same high school as Buck Sexton. Our no. old guest, you remember that? No kidding. Yeah, she went to high school with Buck Sexton. Why the hell did he have a story about her? I don't know, he was too busy squiring Don't. around Ivanka Trump. Seriously. By the way, I haven't seen him since he told that story. Oh, oh no. Christ. Poor Buck. Somebody put a tail on Sexton. We got to make sure he's okay. But uh, yeah, get, get well soon, Lady Gaga. Oh, baby boy. I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, Felicity Huffman spotted and her very uh, first photo in the prison yard, wearing a green uniform. She's in prison in California. Do they all wear green uniforms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But someone, they did like an overhead drone shot of like, we found her in the wreck yard. Really? It's Felicity Huffman. That seems sketchy right there. You can get a drone shot of Dude, we did a story yard? on Topical Storm. I remember I told you this about the guy, they dropped the drugs into yeah, the wreck yeah. yard with but, the, with the drone. That's, that's legit sketchy. Yeah. You know, oh, this, it just seems like, you know. Mildly uh, sketchy? Yeah, like a paparazzi sketchy. You got drones <laughs> over prisons now? Jesus. I don't know. I don't do the time, will you? I don't think it's like a real prison. She's only in for 14 days. 14 days is not a long time unless you're like Anthony Scaramucci, in which it's a long time because he was yeah. only in for like 11 in, in the Trump administration. But uh, no, no, throw the book at these people. I don't care. I uh, One way or the other, 14 days is nothing to me. I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel good for him. And, and as guys who went to community college yeah. the right way, That's right. which was by giving someone a bag of weed in the admissions office and they just handed you back a degree. You didn't oh, even have to show up to class. You mean Spider? Yeah, Spider. I'm in Spider. <laughs> I do resent these people who cut corners on some level. So way to go, uh, Felicity Huffman. And finally, congratulations are in order. The Jennifer Lawrence married her boyfriend, Cook Maroney, uh, at a lavish ceremony in Rhode Island. Is it me? Cook Maroney? Doesn't he sound like name? a villain in an Adam Sandler movie? Yeah. Was the best man Glenn Gulia? Like, who yeah. was like, what went on in this? This is, sounds like a very 80s movie marriage. It, 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 sound, it sounds like the same guy uh, that got in trouble for, like, a... a, a Shitting all over the bathroom stall at your school. What? His, his name's Cook. That just happened. I, I'm just saying. It's type of name. Talk to this brother, will you? <laughs> I think he can still be saved. I don't think he can, Mr. President. <laughs> I thought he sounded like the guy who can ski the K-12 and better off dead. <laughs> yeah, cool. He might know like Johnny that. in Karate Kid. He just sounds like a blonde-haired 80s movie villain to me. High school movie villain in the 80s is what I, th what I took away from it. Uh, but I congratulate them. That's exciting. Yeah, you got married in uh, in Newport, Rhode Island, which is a great place. Newport mm -hmm. Jazz Festival. A lot of nice old mansions. I did a uh, Salve Regina University there once. 
performed on a Friday night, like a nor'easter. Mm-hmm. Went out for a fish and chips afterwards. It was so windy. They're like, you guys can't leave. You're going to have to stay in here and drink some more or whatever you want to do. We're like, in good conscience, we really don't want you walking out of here. And I was like, talk to me. They pulled it now. You just can't leave. <laughs> they did. I wound up drinking like 35 beers. All right. And then making it back. Like, at this point, you know, I'm like, if I the storm would have blown, I wouldn't have known, you know, that uh, we walked, we made it back to our hotel. And, and that was my only night in Newport, Rhode Island. Much better than Bronx, still. Yeah, I know. Oh, if they just beat us up. <laughs> yeah. A couple of fishermen yeah. just wanted to take off some steam after a rough day out at the docks. Yeah. This is what you get, you know. No, I actually, I live to tell the tale. Who knows if I will live to tell this tale? Because people say I'm committing suicide. I say no way. I'm going for the gold. Heading over to the New York Post now, Sean Barry, for episode one of the New York Giants football podcast. Check it out. Watch me on the Kennedy Party panel tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. And if that is not enough, Jimmy Fallon, you can catch me hosting Fox News Radio's Guy Benson show today from 3 to 6 p.m. on Fox News Radio. Hardest working man in show business right here. Move over, James Brown. This guy. Jimmy Fallon, making moves. <laughs> the point, the, the, I guess, I guess the point is, I, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, I don't. Uh, what can I say? I mean, you got to make moves. You got to play the teams on the schedule, Sean Barry. Yeah. People say like, guy, hey, you, you know, you're working so hard there. My mom gave me this Lincoln speech about the cats in the cradle. Oh boy! Like, oh, you got to see your kid. I'm like, I see my kid. You think I put him to bed at 11? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not a lousy dad. I'm yeah. not a deadbeat. You don't think I show up at two in the morning, wake him up? Dude, I wake him up, poke him with a stick. Come yeah. watch dad smoke a cigar. <laughs> I want to talk about the topical storm. Victor yeah. made a few edits. I wasn't happy. Lincoln, Lincoln, don't make me burn your arm with the wake up. You know, and we talk it out and we have a nice time because I'm a good dad. Uh, listen to me. Be a Mictors guy or don't, gal or gal or or zeer, or they, whatever your pronouns yeah, sure, are. Sure. Be a Michter's that. Human. Be a Michter's human. human. How's that? Human's okay. We absolutely don't care what you identify as. We support it. We don't care what political persuasion you espouse. Nope. Just don't get mad at us for ours. Because, I mean, you know, mine is, then most of them are full of shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, sure. I don't know how you could get mad at me because I think history has proven me right time and time again. Mm. Uh, but I'm heading over to the New York Post where I will now make my maiden voyage on the Blue Rush podcast. Amen. For the first time in my life, I will make a few bucks off football for once. I mean, I've done a, I've been in a lot, involved in a lot of financial transactions regarding the NFL, <laughs> none of which worked out in my favor. Nine times out of ten, it ends with me powdering my Adam's apple, shaving my legs, and heading out to the meatpacking <laughs> district so I can make back some type of exotic gambling wager that went wrong in the fourth quarter. And let me tell you, you're blessed with a very small Adam's apple. So that, <laughs> It is. It powders up yeah, easy. Yeah, it's nice. It does. Uh, uh, but I just once I want to have a conversation that doesn't begin with you're not a cop, are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it gets old after a while, Sean Barry. Uh, the party's over. Um, never do business with a guy whose last name is a city. Never go near a woman with a tattoo of a dagger on her body, and never shoot pool with a guy who brings his own table. That's a that's a line from Teen Wolf, but I feel like it's it's universal, and I say it to Lincoln every night before bed. So if it's good enough for Lincoln Fela, it's good enough for you and your shitty kids. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>
Go home to mommy. Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy.